Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Dr. Shika Jain. Dr. Shika Jain is a board-certified hematology and oncology physician. She is a tenured associate professor of medicine in the Division of Hematology and Oncology at the University of Illinois in Chicago. She is the Director of Communication Strategies in Medicine and the Associate Director of Oncology, Communication, and Digital Innovation for the University of Illinois Cancer Center. Dr. Jane is the Founder and Chair of the Women in Medicine Summit, as well as the Founder and President of Nonprofit Women in Medicine. She is also the CEO and Co-Founder of the Action, Advocacy, and Amplification Nonprofit Impact and was named one of the Medscape's 25 Rising Stars in Medicine in 2020, one of Modern Healthcare's 25 Emerging Leaders in 2019, and was also awarded the Rising Star Award by Lead Oncology in 2019. Well, good afternoon, Dr. Jane. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. You're absolutely welcome. And I love doing this, getting to meet someone new every single day of my life gives me the ultimate joy. So again, Dr. Jane, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Absolutely. Dr. Jane, we're just going to just jump directly into the questions. We want to start to dive into your story a little bit so we can get this out to our audience. You've got quite the career in healthcare as a physician, a tenured associate professor, you're a GI oncologist, and currently director of communication strategies, digital innovation at UI Health. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what really inspires you? So I think the secret to my career growth is at least earlier in my career, I said yes to a lot of things and I really followed my passion. So I love clinical medicine. I really love taking care of patients. You know, I worked really hard to get into med school and do residency and fellowship and become an oncologist. But at the end of the day, along with patient care, the thing that I really care about is innovating and doing things that are going to provide help for the betterment of our communities provide better patient care, and provide innovation to really move things forward in the healthcare space, whether it's looking at equity, whether it's looking at workplace equity, whether it's looking at communication strategies or fighting misinformation on social media. I think there's a lot of ways to really you know, drive your career forward where you get to incorporate and marry a lot of your passions together, which is which is what I've done in my career. Between clinical medicine, which is kind of the foundation of everything that I do, and then all of the leadership activities and the innovation and the work that I do in the in the healthcare equity space, I've been able to say yes to a lot of things that have led me to steps that have allowed me to do work that now I think is really fulfilling me and allowing me to kind of incorporate not only patient care, but my love for communication strategies and public health messaging and advocacy work and gender equity and all of the things that I love. I've been able to incorporate all of them into my career by saying yes to a lot of things early on and then taking those experiences and allowing them to propel me into new opportunities. I love that. And you truly, as most probably all healthcare providers just really have that true sense of being a servant to their patients, right? And and caring. But the fact that you've brought a little bit of innovation in there as well, I can tell that you're deeply passionate about the things that you do. So thank you, Dr. Jane. Absolutely. I do love, I love what I do. And 
you know, oncology, a lot of people ask, well, that can be a really sad, it can be a really sad type of medicine to practice. And what I remind people is, yes, there are sad moments, but there's also a lot of inspiring moments where I can walk my patients through end of life care. I can walk their families through a new chemo regimen. I can really help patients understand what their diagnosis means to them. And I can help them understand, you know, how we're going to navigate the diagnosis, whether it's treating them for a cure or treating them with, you know, intent for prolonging their life or really just focusing on their symptoms. And so I think it's incredibly important in, in the field of oncology, especially to have those physicians and those practitioners who focus on really doing what their patients need them to do and, and working as a team with their patients to try to help them get the best care that they can and under, for them to understand the type of care they're receiving and, and what their options are. Thank you. And you're right. Being in oncology is just a, it's a tough job by far. So thank you for having that empathy and, and caring about so many people in the world. Dr. Jane, you've got quite a resume, right? You've talked a little bit about that. You are in fact a TEDx speaker and you're still adding those credentials, which is awesome. What is the vision for the next five years for you? I always tell people my goal is to leave the world a better place than I came into it. So what I really want to be focusing on in the next five years is, is not only being able to use my voice and my platform to advocate for change. We've seen so many medical advances that have almost been reversed in the last couple of years with rulings across the nation that have been attacking women's health and reproductive rights. Looking at how our nation is going, what I'm seeing is a lot of medical care is rapidly growing and, and innovating, but now many things are resulting in healthcare workers being handcuffed from providing life-saving care in some cases. So I'm hopeful that I can continue to use my platform to advocate for change and to advocate for really patients to be able to take control of their own healthcare and take control of their own bodies. That also includes things like the prior auth debacle that happens in healthcare where Oftentimes, insurance denies things because uh, they just want to deny things. So I think that there's a lot of ways that I can use my platforms for advocacy and to really help make our healthcare systems better because I think the pandemic has really shown over the last couple of years how broken our healthcare systems are and how many healthcare workers are leaving because of burnout or because of frustration with all of the challenges that exist within our healthcare system. So I'm really hopeful that I can use my platforms to really advocate for change in that space. We have a huge problem with gender equity in the healthcare space. And so I really hope I'm hopeful that I can utilize um, the nonprofit that I started, Women in Medicine, and the conference that I run, the Women in Medicine Summit, to continue to work for change in our healthcare workforce to make sure we're achieving equity and making sure that all genders are being treated equally in the workforce. So we don't have this hemorrhaging of women in medicine that we've seen over the last couple of years. And I'm, I'm really, more than anything, I'm hopeful that I can continue to do the things that I've been doing. I really do a lot in the digital space and the innovation space. And, you know, I'm fortunate in that where I work at University of Illinois, they are very supportive of a lot of this work that I do, you know, through my nonprofit Women in Medicine, through my nonprofit Impact that's focused on really addressing misinformation, disinformation, and public health messaging. So I think continuing to incorporate all of those things in a big way, and then hopefully being able to have an even larger impact by using my platforms to really use my voice for change. Great. Thank you for that. Appreciate all the work that you're doing outside of your role currently there at UI Health. Dr. Jane, we are a technology publication and platform. 
love to focus on emerging technologies. So we always ask this question to, to all of our guests. Are you leveraging any of that new and emerging technology in your medicine practice? And if not, is there maybe a cool tool or app you found useful you might share with us? Absolutely. So I love cool technology. And that's part of the reason I have that role of digital innovation and uh, communication strategies at, at our hospital. I currently have in the last couple of months have started using chat GPT for many different things. There's actually been some studies that have come out. We actually published a study looking at chat GPT and how it can help uh, impact patient care. So I've utilized it for simple things like, you know, when I'm fighting with an insurance company to try to put in a, a appeal for, for a patient to receive their therapy. So I've used ChatGPT in some innovative ways, and I'm curious to see how that continues to grow. I've been working in the past, and I continue to work with several companies who we're trying to create ways to find to find ways to really help patients at home. So using AI or using, you know, Alexa or Google Home type devices to help patients at home really manage their side effects better when it comes to treatments and then having that information reported back to to their physician and their care team is something that I think is really going to take off in the next couple of years. And I'm starting to see that happen. I'm doing a lot in the public health education space. So I'm consulting with some companies that are actually looking at how to create better educational platforms for patients and creating ways for, you know, your doctor always tells you, don't Google your symptoms, don't Google your diagnosis. We're looking to find ways where you can actually Google your diagnosis and have some really good, safe, and uh, and hopefully accurate information for you to be out there that you can watch videos or look at um, written content from experts. So I think that is another place that uh, digital innovation and, and technology is going to go. And then yesterday, actually, I just signed up for the new Threads app. So um, for those of you who don't know, Twitter is a platform that many physicians have utilized over the last, I don't know how many years, to really get public health information out there and also to connect with colleagues and collaborate on, on research. So I've used Twitter a lot in my career over the last several years, and it's been an amazing opportunity for me. We've seen a lot of that kind of falling away over the last year. So people have been looking for an alternative. So last, I believe just this week or uh, last night, Threads was uh, launched which is a new social media platform. So I'm seeing a lot of people from healthcare move over to that platform to try to utilize it in a way similar to what we were using Twitter before. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, I will say for the physicians and healthcare worker space, Twitter has been incredibly helpful, especially during the pandemic for us to not only get information out there, but also um, learn no information and stay up to date. So I'm curious to see if Threads is going to be a new social media platform that we can utilize in a similar manner. And hopefully it will um, become a good community for the healthcare worker space over the next however long it is successful. Great. Thank you for sharing. And yes, there's actually several platforms springing up that are very similar to Twitter. In the end, though, I don't know how many of them will survive, but we'll see. And like I said, we're always hopeful to, to see some new platforms spring up and, and be successful. Dr. Jane, last question of the day. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those in our audience looking to grow their career in medicine or leadership? The best advice I've ever gotten is don't take no for an answer when you are passionate about something. So I have a personality where if someone says you can't do that, 
my response is really watch me. And I've kind of utilized that to help to give myself confidence and, and allow myself to take those risks. And, and no matter what the naysayers say, I try really hard to use that kind of thought process of other people may not understand my vision. Other people may not understand what I'm trying to accomplish or do here. If I'm confident in it, then I will continue to, to see it through and move it forward. That being said, I also have learned over my career how important it is to have allies and people who are going to give you constructive feedback and people who are going to help support you along the way because you can't do anything alone. And so for me, it's you know making sure that you have that group of people. They may not be you know, in the same space. Some of them may be in your field. Some of them may be outside of your field. Some may be family. Some may be friends. Some may be colleagues. But finding those people who can give you the real feedback that you need to help yourself constantly be improving. The biggest piece of advice that I can tell people is if you feel strongly about something, if you feel like you can really make a difference, make a positive impact, if you really believe in something that you're working towards, don't listen to the people who are telling you you can't do it. Figure out a way for you to be able to do it and ask for help along the way. I think that is a really important thing that sometimes we forget we're allowed to ask for help to achieve our goals. And for me, that has been one of the best things that's happened to me is I've been able to find some incredible people who've helped me along the way without whom I would never be where I am today. That's awesome. And again, you've got to build your network and supporters, allies, et cetera, to help really make you get across that summit. Sometimes it is challenging. So I appreciate the share on that. Some great advice. And our, our audience is going to be so thankful for your message today. Dr. Jane, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks so much, Brian. It was great being on. I really enjoyed having our conversation today. Bye for now. Bye.